I I had a. Whenever you go to the bathroom at a public place <laughs> in the stalls. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this at the movie okay. theater? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no. no, this is just like my daily my daily fights in life. <laughs> like, is this, in a, like is, this, is this on campus? Yeah. Okay. Like when you when you go when you go like sit in a stall, you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know you're doing your thing. Do you ever just get so incredibly scared when someone else walks in? Well, for one, I despise public bathrooms. You know this, right? <laughs> and I never, ever do what you're talking about in a public restroom. Never. I, well, you know, I. It was on campus. It's a nice place, but like I was in there. And, but as soon as that door opens and someone else, you know, sits in the stall right next to you, like, I just freeze. I'm like, what do I do? Well, I mean, you're very vulnerable. Uh, I, <laughs> like, I just, like, I I, th- I feel like I should make, at some point during my life, I feel like I should make, like, a horror short about being stuck oh, on the toilet. Buddy, you could... And you I, could I mean, it's happened before in many movies with, like, you know, with, like, Rob Zombie Halloween and stuff, but... If you want to use me as the actor, I'm all I'm all about because that is a that is a horror story if there ever was one. I mean, just first of all, a public restroom is the most disgusting thing on the planet. Okay, like I have this thing, and mom come back and she can fact check this for you if you want to talk to her about it. When I'm watching a movie, and somebody is sitting on a bathroom floor. Or they are like, you know, a scene like where somebody's sick and they're like puking and they're like, oh, yeah. and they're like, they're like in a public restroom and they're like, they, they've got their hand, their arms up on the toilet and they're in, dude, it makes me just, I can't even like watch it. I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking disgusting right now. The thought, the thought of being in a gas station restroom. Okay. Take Halloween. Take Halloween. Yeah. Okay, that bathroom. Can you imagine sitting on that floor and throwing up into that toilet? <laughs> no. It's it it's the most disgusting thing ever. So right there, buddy, what you just said, that is a horror movie. And sign me up. I'll be your actor. We can make this thing happen because you can you, you can get some good scares out of that. Yeah. Have I some just- have some poor sap, yeah. Have some poor sap sitting on the shitter, and like the door, like the door starts to jiggle or something. <laughs> he just he starts to go. Like, what do you do? What do you do? You just freeze up. You just act like you're not there. <laughs> yeah. Like, if if someone starts banging on the door, like Michael Myers does, and you're on the toilet, and they start banging on it more and more, like. Your first thought is to just not do anything because you just, yeah, you don't of, move. The, the amount of time <laughs> that it would take to pull your pants up and get all that situated <laughs> as you're as you're freaking out about what is behind that door. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, so bad, so bad. And, and if you're if you're in there at the right time of day, like if you're if you're in there when the sun when the sun's already down, like just go ahead and call a game because yeah. you're not you're not leaving. You remember in uh, remember in Dumb and Dumber, remember when uh, remember when <laughs> Lloyd's sucking his thumb next to the toilet? 
Yeah. <laughs> Remember Harry comes in, he's his foot's on fire and he starts shut. Do you ever notice that the toilet water splashes over onto Jim Carrey in that scene? Oh, it's so, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> he gets so much toilet water on him. Oh God. Oh my God. So bad. Oh, um, terrible. Oh, there was something else I was getting ready to. Do you remember that time we were on vacation? And we went and we went in, me and you went in. <laughs> you, I think I know what you're talking about. And the guy, remember we were, we were at the urinals? We were both like oh, next yeah. to. Yeah, you were smaller. Like you were, I don't know. I was tiny. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was a youngin'. You were much smaller. And remember the, like the, the stall right next to where your urinal was? <laughs> There's some dude in there, and you know, you know he was like 300 pound trucker is what he was, <laughs> because all you heard was just like, <laughs> and then he just go, Ugh. <laughs> oh my god, you it's remember? Just, it's so terrible. Oh, I remember, I remember. And I looked at, I remember, I looked at you, and you looked at me, and I was having trouble not la- like I was trying not to laugh out loud because I it like as soon as I hear something like that, I instantly start laughing. Yeah. Well, it's like what does that what does that say about about I don't know about just like people because like I don't even know what I'm trying to sound like you know smart and deep, but we're literally talking about farting and public no we're, and stuff like what that. we're talking we're but, right we're talking about violently shitting right there that that guy that guy was. <laughs> That guy, that guy had to take a breath after we heard the sound that came out of him. He was like, oh. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you, we were trying to hold in laughter like something was going to happen. But it's like, okay, we could have just laughed out loud and got out of there real quick. Because the guy's behind a wall. We don't, we don't, he's not going to see us. He's definitely not going to get up in time to come catch yeah, us he, for laughing at him. He's the- so it's like, why do we hold it in? What we oh yeah, no, he's funny. definitely not going to do that. But yeah, I just remember the 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 sound and then the amount of effort it was taking him to make that sound by the, uh, oh god, oh god, I still remember that. I just freaking it just makes me laugh every time I think about it. God, and oh, such a small room too, just ruining the experience for everyone involved. Uh, so people are disgusting. People, <laughs> <laughs> people are just disgusting. Anyway, yeah, so, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. So go ahead and start writing that script. What, you need know, a little, little 10-pager? No big deal. Like, yeah, that's, could, that's simple. The lights start flickering and the door opens and... <laughs> we can we can bang that out in, when you come home next time. I mean, that little short, yeah. Pants down to the ankles. Just sitting there. Can't do anything about it. <laughs> trying, to, trying to read calmly. <laughs> lights go out. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've been watching, uh, rewatching Stranger Things, you know, as I work out and stuff. But I, dude, Stranger Stranger Things two. I I really didn't remember a lot of stuff. But when Stranger Things two is at the end, like those last three episodes, that's where Stephen or Steve and Dustin start to bond. Remember? Oh, it's gold. Yeah. That's where they start their little relationship, you know. And um, you remember the scene on the on the tracks on their 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 walking yeah, on the road yeah. tracks. Dust is trying to like get girl advice and he's like, 
the we hairspray stuff. Yeah, he goes, we don't all have perfect hair, Steve. And Steve's like, it's not about the hair, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I, I remember, like, because uh, what was it? Didn't Steve have the bat with the nails in it yep. in season one? Or was no, he? No, that season, well, he tells him to bring it. So in season two, he's like, grab your bat. That's where that's where Dustin, because he can't get a hold of anybody else. Remember, everybody's scattered. Mm-hmm. And he can't get anybody on the walkies. And so Steve is going to bring flowers um, to um, Mike's sister. And um, nobody's home. Like, it's just the parents. And Dustin's there. And he's like, are you going to give those to her, her parents? And he's like, no. He's like, all right, come with me then and get your bat or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Dustin was just on a mission, like, trying to find it's people. The most, it's the most, like, perfect, like team up because it just like when you really think about it it just kind of happened like oh they yeah just met at the right time and he's like come with me and, and he's like why and, and season two is remember that's um kind of goes into the they kind of bring it back in season four season two is where uh steve becomes the babysitter with air quotes yeah. you know like he <laughs> uh he starts to he starts to hang out with his kids and starts to become the babysitter of them but um he uh you remember remember they had that little area uh, where the broken down bus was and the cars and everything. Oh yeah. So remember when Dustin, <laughs> Dustin and Steve, they, they had been walking. They're on the road tracks. They're all over the place. They they appear like they come to this, and Dustin's like, "Here it is," you know, or whatever. And uh, Steve goes, "Yeah, this will do. This will do just fine." <laughs> like it was, <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but I've been back on. Uh, I've been kind of rewatching everything. So. Uh, all yeah, right. Well, it's phenomenal. You well, uh, hold on. I got I got like some pretty big movie. No, um, I know. Um, so movie news. Yeah, just tell. Um, we'll just go movie news, whatever we got, and then we'll go. Uh, we'll get into uh, movie reviews at the end. Yeah, we okay. got we got Bullet Train, and then we got Prey. Did we'll you watch Prey? We'll say Bullet Train for last. And I yeah, did. Did wa- you watch Prey? I did watch Prey. Last oh, you did. Night. I did. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Yep. Um. All right, well, yeah, I got a few things. Before we get into Warner Bros. stuff, because I <laughs> that that shit is mind blowing to me. I, I never would have expected it. But so, uh, so let's just can we just go ahead before we get into it, we're just gonna title that yeah. a fucking shit show is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a literal shit show. <laughs> um or it may not be. We'll, uh, we'll see. But um it, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's initially like when you when as you're looking at it right now it's like i don't know what they could do to yeah. save everything we'll but. see what we'll, we'll compare it notes and see what you came up with like because i found a couple of things i'm i'm hoping you haven't seen um, yet. <laughs> so yeah i i have a couple of things uh one thing i wanted to talk about and we i called you about it and you already guessed it but we have a remake of roadhouse coming out it's, with two very likable people. Well, it's finally it's finally a a green light. Remember, we've been talking about this for a while. Like I remember, I well, the world's been like because they had Ronda Rousey was going to be in it at first, and that just went. <laughs> somebody came to their senses on that, and we're like, yeah, I don't think we should do that. But um, yeah. So I know you're excited about it. So go ahead and release the names. And I had already kind of heard the biggest name. About what? That's probably, remember, I told you, I was like, I think they, I think he might be attached to it. It was like six months to a year ago. Remember when they kind of had said that? Yeah. But um, yeah. So go we, uh, we got Jake Gyllenhaal 
leading the Roadhouse remake, so I'm assuming he's going to be in the Swayze role, obviously the Swayze position. Right. And then we got Conor McGregor in the movie as well, making his acting debut. Yep. Um, so we'll see how. I, I'm I'm wondering if that's just going to be one of those like cameo deals from Conor, or he's going to be part of it. Here's my t- here's my take because you know Roadhouse is one of my favorites. It's like it's like it's like one of my not only guilty pleasures as you because that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people call it because it's such a B action movie you know type thing. But it's one of my favorite movies as far as action movies, especially 80s, because it's just gold. It's gold from start to finish. Um, everything about it. I'm a little... There's a lot of good people involved. Doug Lyman mm-hmm. is directing it. I mean, he did like... Phenomenal what, director. Yeah, he did like... Born, what he, which Born did he did? Uh, Born Identity? Uh, Born Identity, yeah. Okay. He did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I think, right? With Brad? Um, Swingers, Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. Um swingers yeah he directed swingers no vince vaughn john favreau directed swingers he directed swingers i swear to god i wrote it hold on here he has a, i think he has a directing credit with it that's what i saw oh uh, it was it one of those uh on imdb where they do the directing credit thing yeah okay gotcha yeah well i thought i know john favreau is responsible for he's mostly responsible for, yeah of course for, yeah. But like yeah i'm part of the magic yeah but um Okay, here's my thing about the Roadhouse thing. Um, whenever you remake things, so we've already seen it with Point Break, right? I didn't even I didn't even touch that movie because I saw the trailer and I'm like, dumb, stupid, dumb, right? Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> like I, you're not, you don't replace Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze and redo that movie. Okay. My biggest concern, I'm sure Jake Jake's going to be in the Dalton role. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a phenomenal actor, but. And I think you'll agree with me on this. He has a tendency to be a frantic actor at times. You know what I mean? Very, yeah. Very like, um, very like emotional. Very like, twi- angry twitchy. Way. Yeah. Twitchy. Yeah. And it, and that's the opposite of, of the Dalton wrote. Dalton is like a Zen philosopher. <laughs> like he's like, right. he literally, he literally has a degree in philosophy, but he's a bouncer. So I'm hoping that that comes through okay. Um, and I'm hoping they just hold true to like the small town feel of it, you know, and just the yeah own little their own little world and, you know, the bully freaking business owner type thing, you know, that's going on in it or whatever. So we'll see. Um, yeah. And I'm, it's on Prime Video. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like a Prime because MG, Prime bought MGM or whatever. But, MGM, um, yep. Um, the one good thing about it too is Joel Silver, who who produced the first one, is involved in this in this one too. He's producing this yeah. one, so maybe they'll have some continuity from movie <laughs> to movie a little bit, you know. Like, um, but I just I don't know. It's one of those that I I hate to see get remade, but remade. If, but if it's done right, imagined. yeah. Re, but if it's redone, it can be fun, you know. So. Yeah, and obviously, you know, like, Hall is, like, elite-tier actor, so it's like... Oh, yeah. I mean, if, at least for me, going in, it's like, okay, it's Hall. Like, I've I've never watched a movie with Hall in it that has made me, like, disappointed. Like, right. he's just, like, gold every time, so... Well, and the the whole frantic acting thing I'm talking about, it's like, um... Like, the what's the one where he's the, uh, 911 caller? Oh, yeah, um... Oh, my God. 
I know the uh, the guilty the guilty yeah you know how he is and it's just like I don't there's something and he does the same thing in ambulance I know you haven't seen ambulance yet but just like he just repeats himself a lot and just like it's just like you know he gets very like just um, and even going to prisoners remember prisoners a lot of a lot of energy yeah just like the the eye twitching and stuff and and maybe that's what that called for but um. I just I just want him to be a calm, kick-ass guy and not just out of his mind, you know. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I, want, I wonder if Connor's going to be like the villain or something. That'd be pretty cool. I do know that. Yeah. <laughs> did you see on there that it is? It, it is a. They changed it up a little bit. He's a he's an ex UFC guy who becomes a bouncer. That's who Dalton is, oh. and um, yeah. So they're probably trying to grab that um modern day hype of the U- ufc blah 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 so you know dalton wasn't a ufc fighter he was just a dude who was a freaking bouncer you know and and well actually a cooler he, w- he was considered the cooler that's what they called him because he was over the bouncers you know so yeah anyway yeah um i'm hoping they do it right and they have they do have a lot of good names attached to it so you know they're on the right track just gotta wait and see um yeah. The other thing I got is the Devil in the White City. Did you see this? The Devil in the White City. Mm-hmm. What's this? So, uh, a Hulu series about serial killers. Oh God, but I love it. It's a true story about two men during the uh, 1893 Chicago World Fair. Oh, <gasps> I did hear about this. Go ahead. And yep. Mr. Keanu Reeves is starring in this series, and executive produced by DiCaprio and Scorsese. And I think if I'm if I'm correct on this, I think this was supposed to be a Scorsese directed Leo led movie or show, but then like some things got switched around. But this is like I think this is like Keanu's like first major like TV role. It is, and because I read that, and I had just completely for I just didn't I I don't even know if I saw the title of the the show, but I I saw a thing about. Keanu doing his first TV show about a, about the World's Fair in Chicago, blah blah blah. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh. But I did not know about Scorsese and DiCaprio being involved. Yeah, that is uh. That's top tier stuff. What you just said. That's just all good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think I think it's been like in you know in the film TV world cloud for a couple of years now, and I guess they finally figured out like what it wanted to be. And I know they're the guy who plays um. So during that World Fair, the whole H.H. Holmes, was that his name? H.H. Holmes, the serial killer? Uh, I think I that's, know. yeah. This they, is that time period I'm not too in tune with. I think that's pretty, I think that's it. He's the guy that made those those contraptions in the built. Like he, you look it up. It's insane what this guy did. <laughs> but um, like he made like trap rooms and doors mm. and stuff like to catch people and, and, and torture them and all this stuff. So, um. Yeah, but I don't think they have. Um, I don't think they've. They said they hadn't got that that actor to to, to fill that role yet. So, what yeah. if what if Leo did it? Oh, Keanu and Leo. Oh, Leo versus Keanu. Uh, <laughs> he's so good. That would be so. Yeah, good. and I mean, and we're talking about this. Like, I don't know. Like Keanu could be the serial killer, or maybe he's like, you know, the protagonist or something like that. Like, if you if Keanu played like a villain. I don't know how has that like ever happened in his career before. 
I feel know. like he's. I mean, obviously, it's like Keanu Reeves. You know, he's always going to be your John Wick. He's always going to be your Neo or like you know the protagonist. Yes, he like, has. He has played. Um, I'll have to look it up, but um, he played a. Uh, I think the movie's called The Watcher or something like that. He plays. Mm. He stalks some chick, and I think he's a serial killer or something like that. Same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called The Watcher or yeah. Just Watcher or The Watcher. Check that one of those out under Keanu's IMDb. All right. Yeah, I'm think I think he Interesting. Yep. So uh yeah, so that's cool. That's uh they haven't started on that though, right? No, I think it's still like pre production, casting, all that good stuff, but gotcha. You know, you never know. Did you um, um Yeah. Well did you see the uh the movie Sick that's coming out? Yeah, I actually had that on my note. <laughs> yeah, written by Mr. Kevin Williamson, uh, guy who gave us a little movie called Scream. Okay, like, mm-hmm. and uh, did you read the? Did you read the, uh, the whatever the plot on it? Yeah, it's a well, it's called Sick, uh-huh. and it's like a pandemic era slasher about two girls like going to isolate themselves, and then like shit goes down. Yeah, they isolate these two girls that isolate themselves at or quarantine or whatever you want to call it at a family lake house and find that somebody else is there. Rome, That's kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> well, not you know, not in the cabin, but once they get there, shit starts happening and and there's somebody else in the area that they didn't anticipate. So, looks like uh, Mr. Williamson got a got a little taste for horror again. I hope so, because he wrote that last scream, right? Oh, did he? I don't know. Uh, produced something. He was a part of the last scream. I got IMDb up here. Let me check real quick. Hold on. I'm going to see. No, he, he did not write that last one. It was just says based on characters. But he was the executive producer on it. He was? Okay. Nice. Yep. And he's so, producing the new one too. Scream 6. Cool. I saw a picture of um, Hayden Penitary. Is that how you say her name? Oh, Kirby. She was in like a, it looked like she was in like a makeup chair or something on set. So nice. Let's go. Yep. So dang, is it already like, it's already ready to go? Like writing's done? I guess she was like, you could tell she was in like a trailer. It looked like a tree, you know, one of those trailers or whatever for, she had a book in her hand. Yeah. Pretty sure. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so we got that. Uh, yeah, so uh, was there anything else that I had before WB? Or I got something else. Go ahead. So have you I, – I saw this movie kind of like floating around uh, social media and stuff, and I don't know uh, – for, for the sake of uh, the conversation, I'm, I'm not going to like look up when it was made, but – this South Korean found footage horror movie called mm-hmm. Gunjiam. Oh boy. Have you have you heard about this? <laughs> no. Okay. So it was floating around through social media and I it was around the time when like that incantation movie came out, which is another South Korean found footage horror movie on Netflix. Uh-huh. And I watched that movie and that movie was freaky as shit. Did you get through so, it? Oh yeah, it was it was scary. I thought you said you had stopped at some point and had to go back to it or something. Oh no, what I said was w- when I started watching it, I paused it because I was already that scared. Gotcha. Like it, just, it felt like something I wasn't 
supposed to be watching <laughs> to be <laughs> honest with you like they, it was like some curse and they had like these like little like mind experiments like playing on the screen it was weird oh wait it um, might have been i think mom shut it off yeah mom did yeah yeah it was mom yeah she said she she did when they started doing like some kind of thing where you were staring at the tv mm-hmm. and like if i'm like are you serious it's not it, it, it's that's like mom. Mom probably wouldn't say Candyman three times in front of a mirror because she would think Candyman's <laughs> gonna appear. So yeah, I I think she shut it off. So yeah, well I mean for good reason. I mean it is a pretty freaky movie. But so when that movie came out, everyone on like you know TikTok and Instagram was like, you know, oh going into this one movie and thinking it's not scary, and then like cut to the last twenty minutes of this movie, mm-hmm. and like people just kept saying this is like the most scary. Thing I've seen like the most scary like sequences and scenes in the last 20 minutes of a movie I've ever seen so I'm like okay it's <laughs> on prime I can watch it for free I'm just gonna check it out right it's like it's got a slow build up but like even like some parts throughout the movie like before that last 20 minutes like it's pretty freaky and it's it's set like in a real asylum that's like actually in Korea and so, like, the Gonjiem Asylum is, like, a real place. Okay. And CNN Travel actually, like, listed it as, like, top seven freakiest places in the world to visit. And, you know, they, like, they go into depth about that, like, in the movie because the movie is about a bunch of, like, digital media influencers who, like, live stream their experience at the asylum. Right. Dad, like, I'm not even kidding. The last 20 minutes of this movie is batshit insane. Like, really? freaky, freaky shit. Wait, when did you I, watch like, it? Uh, I, maybe a few days ago, probably. What's it called again? Gonjiam. Go, spell that. <laughs> G-U-N-J-I-A-M. And is this on Shudder? No, it's on Prime. Oh, okay. And I just like, I I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's like it brings like the good found footage horror of like Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity, and then it just throws in like some really scary like demons and shit with it. Really, and oh my god! Like I I'm just gonna tell you. Like it's not like a a crazy spoiler, but like there's a point where a girl gets trapped in a room with something that is not very nice. And it, it is just so freaky and it goes on for so long. And I'm, I'm just like gripping my pillow. I'm like, hold, this is like my worst fear <laughs> being locked in a room in pitch black darkness. And you just, you just see something across the room staring at you. Yeah. It's, it is freaky. Yeah. Darkness. Now, yeah, but uh, I take it there's stuff. Take it. There are subtitles involved in this movie. Yeah. Yep. How do you, okay, so I guess maybe because you watch a lot of them, mm-hmm. how do you watch a horror movie and read at the same time? Because if you're watching a horror movie, if you're reading something, you might miss that one little pop of scare, you know, like, of because you're looking down instead of up at the screen somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, and that's, that's the good thing about this movie too, because when a lot of like the crazy stuff happens, like, no one's really like talking there's They're no dialogue like, heavy in there and gotcha. they're terrified um but yeah and there's like a 
there's a crazy little twist at the end too and i just the the See. last shot or like the last kill i was like ooh um all right cool i'll check that out so it's on prime has uh yeah. has shutter released any new stuff have you looked lately uh they put a bunch of stephen king movies on there actually oh really yeah cool yeah i don't get on there very often i need to i can i think it's only do i have it on the do I even have it on the big screen downstairs? Is it on? Down? I put it on there. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Well, I'll check. Uh, um, well, I might check that out. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I need. I guess I. I need to check that other one out since, like, mom just stopped it. It's got to be pretty good if she got so wigged out I, she stopped it. I thought it was really good because I thought it was going to be scary for different reasons, but then. It wasn't because of those reasons, but I was still like terrified. Right. It just like leads you down like this this path, and you think something's gonna happen, and then like I don't know. It, it just it takes a turn like halfway through that. I, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, it's cool. Kind of gross too. All right, I need. Um, yeah. Um. All right, WB. WB Warner Bros. What the hell are they doing? So. It was announced this week that they, not that I'm like, oh my God, but um, <laughs> they they shelved, completely shelved a $90 million Batgirl movie. Yeah. Nine, $90 million already in. Like, it, it's, it, this thing was in post-production. Yeah, so uh, completely shelved. And that's the one with Michael Keaton, right? Yep. Yeah, gone, never to be seen. Like, <laughs> like they literally, they said that you'll never see the movie. Yeah, like it's it's gone forever and you know what? Like I started seeing some things like leaks from the movie cuz like you know, like once it gets shelved, it's like okay, the actors and the writers and the producers like they don't have to keep hiding anything anymore. Right. So like I I guess I don't know how real some of this is, but like apparently Michael Keaton like actually wasn't in it that much uh-huh. and like some scenes from the script were coming out and I guess a lot of people were like, maybe it's kind of good that this movie got shelved. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, but they put Warner 90, but they put that, $90 million into it. <laughs> right. And good like Lord. all that hard, all that hard work and all that, like all the, the time that people put in, it's just like, it doesn't matter anymore. What a nightmare. Um, I um, saw where, did you see where the, um, the, the DC head, Walter Hamada, did you see where mm. he almost left over the decision? Yeah, actually. And then he, and he said he wasn't consulted by the studio about Batgirl. <laughs> oh my god. Like what? And then then after all that was done, I saw where the new Discovery or the well, I guess the Discovery CEO cuz they're, you know, they're combining everything now and um he says they have a 10-year plan just like what Disney did with uh Feige. Mhm. Yeah, I don't see that happening. This this whole thing is such a they they never make any right decisions like about anything. I, they don't. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I, I David Zasloff is like the, the new head of everything, and what I have been seeing is the reason like why Batgirl got canceled and you know, like the reshaping DC, the reason that Ben Affleck is making a cameo on Aquaman two now, like, I just don't know. Like I, 
I don't know why they're not like starting fresh. Maybe that is what they're doing, but what I saw is that they are trying to build DC with like the main characters, like Superman, Batman, and like you know the main people of DC, right. not like Batgirl, Supergirl. Ezra Miller's Flash. How do you cancel Batgirl, but you don't cancel Ezra Miller's Flash movie? Oh, they even said they 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 said that uh, they're really happy with the Flash movie, and they're really they're, I, oh my god, they're really happy with the Flash movie, and they were really happy with um, well, of course Black Adam, but I mean, freaking yeah. involves the Rock for God's sake. So, um, but yeah, I'm like, this is you guys are just dumber and shit. Like, this is stupid. <laughs> Like it's just, I just don't. I mean, if I were them at this point, I would just, I would just go full Batman. Oh well, and and they said that they're they said that they're just uh, completely distancing distancing themselves from the Snyderverse. That's just because that's. I just don't agree with that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like I'm not. I'm not trying to like kiss Zack Snyder's ass, but like I, he was definitely the best thing that DC had going. As of like that extended universe, like aside from like Matt Reeves, Batman and Pattinson, like that is its own thing and should not be touched by anyone. Right. Besides the people who made the first freaking movie. Yeah. Like, I, I I don't know why they're so, they're just so like, whenever you see these comments, they're just so like, it's, it's like Zack Snyder is a plague to them or something. The way they comment. I don't get it. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. Uh, You know, obviously you're, I don't. Ah, it's it's so interesting because I don't think like I don't think they think that Zack Snyder is a plague. I think it's all the fans because like all the fans are like release the Snyder cut. Like that is what was like the like that was what was good. And I think they're just like so fed up with all those fans, which I get. It's like, you know, toxic fandom and whatever. But like there's a reason to blame Zack Snyder because he's like the most chill guy I've like ever seen. Like when he's on like videos talking about his movies and stuff like that well and i don't i don't think he really cares i mean it's not like he cares he doesn't care at this point yeah, yeah it's not like he cares i mean it's like whatever but um i don't know i just find them i find every decision they they make is just like this weird like you said we're gonna scrap this but we're gonna keep ezra miller like why is ezra miller even talked about in it why is he like i just don't understand <laughs> i just can't wrap my head around it like if you yeah. if you've got a problem with they haven't even addressed that. They haven't addressed anything that this guy is doing. And are are you telling me that if Flash comes out and it's good, they're gonna bring him back for more Flash? That's like my own little theory. I feel like they think it's good because I think they may have figured out the Ezra situation because, like, you know, he's time traveling in the next Flash movie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's going to be like a new Flash. Yeah. That's not him. I just saw I saw a report the other day that somebody else came forward and said that he was harassing them and something. Uh, uh, like, what? Why are they not distancing themselves from this guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. And like, I mean, to be fair with the whole Ezra thing, like. There, ha- there's also some stuff where people have been like, you know, the media is trying to make him look worse than he actually is. But it's like, I think there's a lot more negative stuff about him than there is positive. So I think it's just like he's too far gone with media. Okay, stuff hold on. I understand me. I understand like media 
when it's, it's not like Ezra Miller's the biggest thing on the planet. I mean, come on. Like, do you think, yeah. do you think the media cares about Ezra Miller? <laughs> like, it's like, well, it's not like it's, do. well, but it's not, you know, in a way to, in a way to like the, the organizations are out to get him. I mean, what, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Like, no, yeah. In that way, I think that, yeah, I think he's just like, he's not off the deep end. What I'm saying is I, he's, he's a, he's not big enough to go, like, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like it's somebody who is followed by 300 million people like on Instagram. Like this is a guy that yeah. now lives on a ranch somewhere in the middle of nowhere and, and has like a cult mentality. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so weird I feel me. like, I feel like if you really want it, cause you know, like Marvel, all their characters, like no one, no one has any like problems, like currently, like within their present career, like, you know, like Chris Evans, isn't getting arrested and dancing in nightclubs. Like he's literally Captain America and he does his job. You know, it's like, if I was like anyone, like a, a head at Warner Bros or DC, I'd be like, all right, this Ezra guy's just like trouble. And like, I'm just talking about the, the initial instances of him, like doing weird shit. Right. Like now maybe like some stories are getting twisted, but like if a dude gets like arrested three times and he's like more worried about dancing in nightclubs and stuff like that and doing weird shit, then I'm like, all right, Let's maybe we can get someone else. Well, yeah, I mean, he's an he's he's an employee. Like, why are they just not? Why don't they just cut ties with him? <laughs> you know, like people people get fired all the time from jobs because they act like an idiot. You know, like it's just I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's like why why put like an actor on like you yeah. Know, it's it's uh, again. It goes back to my point of like I'm not. I don't even I don't even think about putting him in the same league as a Chris. Like it does. It like he's. To me, he's not even somebody I think about until I read some stupid report about him, like, dancing in a night. Like, I don't care. Like, you know? Right. Chris Evans over here, I'm like, hey, when's Chris Evans have a new movie coming out? You know? <laughs> like, like it's just like, it's like two ends of the spectrum. And he just happened to fall into this role of Flash, and he was part of a huge movie. But what's he done since then? You know what I mean? Like, right. So that's my whole point to that. I'm just like, why are they even still have attachment just, to him? Uh, but again, I, the decisions they make, it makes sense because they don't, it's like they don't know what they're doing. They literally act yeah, like they don't it, know what they're doing. It, it, it seems like, and I'm not going to say like, you know, Warner Bros. obviously knows what they're doing, but not with the DC franchise. They no, have no, no, no that's, clue. Yeah, exactly. That's what the DC thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it's a, t it's a complete disaster. When it, when it comes to the DC superhero universe, they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off. <laughs> it's like every report, every report is, it's not just, I mean, the only good thing about that world right now is black Adam. It, again, I think, I think the rock is single handedly going to save the DC universe. I really yeah. think he is because other than that, you're right. Every story that comes out, it, it seems like there's chaos around it. Like there's just always chaos. There's always something happening. And I haven't, I haven't heard about any chaos surrounding black Adam or the new Shazam movie. Well, no, because the one, the rock's not going to allow it. His team's not yeah. going to allow it. And the other one, uh, involves, um, Oh God, what's it? What's the guy that plays Shazam? 
Zach Levi. He's just he's a, great. He's just a good dude. <laughs> and the first Shazam is like actually like a good movie. Like it, it's just a fun time. And he is just like, well, again, right there, you went, you got two guys playing roles. Both guys off that camera are good dudes. They're just good dudes. Yeah. There's no bullshit behind them. They're just putting in the work. They're nice to people. They're not trying to do anything weird. They're just yeah. good dudes, you know? And that's what you get. Like you get, you're going to get probably two really good movies that come out of that, you know? So that's, yeah, I'm uh and you know, with all this, with all this chaos going on, like fans have been worried about other cancellate uh, cancellations mm-hmm. for other upcoming DC movies. So you know how Zolo from Cobra Kai has the blue, blue beetle movie coming out. Oh yeah. A lot of fans think that that's going to get scrapped too. Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> Because, I mean, if they're really trying to start fresh with the main DC characters right? with a 10-year plan, like, they don't they don't need all these other spinoffs from the old model. Right. Ah, so, who knows? it's really interesting. But, like, I just don't know why. I If they if they touch the Pattinson Bat universe, I, I think that's when I'll officially lose hope for anything DC. Like, that'll, that'll be it. Cause I'll know they won't be able to bounce back from that. What about what about Joker? Like, so are they in charge of that too? Like the DC? Well, I mean, it's it's all DC. I the Batman's like you know the Matt Reeves Batman is DC Warner Bros. The Joker is DC Warner Bros. Like it's just all, it's just like all these different like visions and universes and and paths that don't really link together. So they're they're trying to find like, you know, their Marvel Infinity Saga where everything connects, but like you know, keep 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 that Joker stuff and that Batman stuff over to the side and just worry about all the other stuff. Like, there's no problem with having two different Batmans. It's it's totally okay. Yeah, but if you wanna if you're wanting to replicate what the Avengers did, there aren't two Captain Americas. There aren't two ro- there aren't two um Yeah. Iron Man's. There's just you know, so that's the, I think that's where the chaos comes from is you have been Affleck in this world. Oh, then we got another Batman over here with Pattinson, which they're both good. They're both, but yeah, but you gotta, let's just pick one. Let's just pick one and go with it. Like, because you can't just have like multiple characters running around in different movies, you know, like, yeah. I mean, well, that's... I mean, well you can, but not if you want to have, Connected, all connected, that. everything connected. Like you can't have jo- Joaquin doing a Joker and then Jared Leto doing a Joker. It just you can't. Like there's no can't have connections there. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I think like, well, I think Todd Phillips knew it too. Like, and Todd Phillips knows that he wants to keep his Joker like his thing and like solo and individual. Like, I don't think anything is going to connect to Joker ever. Like, I mean, f- I think maybe just because they got a sequel, you could possibly theorize that, that Pattinson Batman and Joaquin's Joker would kind of, you know, cross paths. Oh, that'd, like, be a- that'd be an awesome cross. I mean, that'd be really good because I think the Joker series and the Pattinson Batman um, upcoming trilogy, probably, like, those are dramas. Oh, absolutely. When you're those are dramas and and they're dark. You, know, you can't, they're dark. You can't dramas. place right. And you can't place like Superman and Aquaman in those movies. So I think just keep that to the side, keep it 
for the people who enjoy that kind of stuff. And if you want to make your your ten your ten movie saga where you know Superman fights Darkseid, go right ahead. But right. well, our our discussion is not going to be taken into consideration anyway. So yeah, it should. Yeah, well, uh, I, I I mean to be honest, I just don't think it's that hard. Well, I mean, <laughs> not if you're not if you're just like think it through and smart about it because you're right that if you take the Pattinson Batman and the Joaquin Joker, those two worlds are perfect together because they're, they're a very dark drama there. Yeah. And, and like some of the scenes in the Joker, him sitting in his apartment, you know, with just the light of the street coming, you know, or just that one lamp that's in the back, you know, in the show, it pairs perfectly with yeah. some of the scenes in the new Batman. It's just, it's just a perfect world of just, the the world outside is just shitty and you know and people are just poor and pissed and everything else you know like it's just it's crazy uh there there's just so many I, like the sky is the limit for that batman like the the dramatic batman universe mm-hmm. and like you know when it comes to different villains like i i would be totally okay if like you know a villain was was like a little more like supernatural. Like if Mister Freeze or like Killer Croc is in Pattinson Batman, like that's still cool. Like I wouldn't mind seeing like a giant CGI crocodile because it's still Batman. Right. But like Superman and like Aquaman and all that, like I think it just needs to be Batman fighting in Gotham, and that's it. Sure. For I'm Pattinson. With you, I'm with you on that. So. Gosh, I just I don't know. And you know what else they did? You know what else Warner Bros did? They decided to cancel the animated Scooby-Doo sequel, <laughs> which was another seventy million down the drain. Whoa! Hold on, they spent seventy million dollars on Scooby-Doo. Listen, 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 listen. Because well, like, I mean, it's Scooby-Doo. Like Scooby-Doo is like its own like franchise. But like, okay, I get like resetting the D, like the DC extended universe, and canceling Batgirl and whatever that whatever else they cancel. <laughs> Why? Why do they just like randomly cancel like an animated Scooby Doo movie? It's like a kids movie, so like it's always gonna be profitable. I feel like. And so it was completely animated. the The writer said that he was heartbroken because it was practically finished. I I don't. First of all, seventy million dollars. Yeah, I that's that's what I read. It's it. You know, it also seems like they're a little. Oh loose. wait, no, no, okay, no, 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 no. I am so completely wrong. Okay. Fact check. Fact check. It was forty mil. Okay. Well, still. I was getting mixed up because Batgirl. It was like seventy to ninety, and then yeah. So Scoob, the Scoob sequel was forty million. Okay, for an animated, that seems like it seems like they're a little loose around there with the like they. They just like throw some money out, and they're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, we just I, lost I just, that. Yeah, I. It just seems like such a waste, and um, which it's really, it's interesting too because um, the writer is Paul Dini, not to get mixed up with Paul Dano, but Paul Dini. Okay. Um, he's the writer of like one of the original Batman animated shows. So like this is a guy who like obviously has like some street cred when it comes to animation and you know working with Warner Bros probably. Right. And like <laughs> they just canceled the thing. Like I just I couldn't imagine like working at a studio or like working for a movie and like you're putting all this work into it where it's basically finished and they're like, "Nah. 
Yeah, I don't know. It might. It well, I don't know how recent how recent that's. But I think over the years that happens. You know, like a movie will get made. Yeah, they just never. You never see it. Never see it. Just done. Well, hey, is and, your you is know, your per, is that professor at IU? Is he a producer on Batgirl? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, he just does Batman yeah. and Joker and stuff. Just Batman, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, but um. In in good news within all this Warner Bros chaos. Did you just burp? No, I was going to. Oh. <laughs> I was going to, but I decided not to. <laughs> um, Peacemaker season two. Peacemaker season two is safe. Oh, that's good. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that would make sense if they would have scrapped that show because, you know, it's good. So, I mean, <laughs> my God. that Here's my thing, too. Like, I feel like when it comes to all this comic book stuff, if Warner Bros. says that a movie is bad, that probably means it's good. Mm-hmm. And if they say it's good, they probably that probably means it's bad. Yeah. Oh, when it comes to DC comic book stuff, anything right. else, like, you know, they probably know what they're doing, but yeah, whatever. Let's not, we'll stop beating up on WBNB and DC for a little bit. So God, well, we'll I just, we'll, we'll see what the next 10 years bring us out of this plan that they've got. So. Oh God. I just hope it, I just hope it fixes itself. Good Lord. Well, we'll see. I'm not Please holding hire us. Just hire us. Let it, let us go in the writer's room. Batman does this and then Superman does that. And then they fight this guy at the end. Boom. One trillion dollars at the box office. Easy, done. See you later. Well, I was talking I, that um, that trailer for Idris's new movie came was on TV. The you know Beast, and I'm and I made a comment to mom. I go, I can't. I go, I'm not gonna fault Idris from you know a movie like this. The the CGI looks pretty cool, and it's Idris. He's just awesome, you know. And so then it yeah. it got me thinking about Bond, and I I told her I said, mm-hmm. why haven't they just hired him as the new Bond? Make make him the first black Bond. He's perfect for it. He's already British. He's a badass. He's a handsome devil, right? I mean, he covers all the yeah. bases. And then I said, and if they don't want a black Bond, then make Charlie Hunnam the Bond. He'd yeah. be perfect for it. You know, you get him in a tuxedo. And I'm like, it's not that, to me, it's not that hard. Just just freaking, it's just make a decision and, and just put somebody that's good in there and you're done. You know, like it's. I, I feel like Idris would be like the obvious choice for the next Bond. To I, be honest with you. He would be perfect for it like i don't unless there's some somebody holding it back because james bond has always been a white dude i don't know but mm-hmm. intercelba would be absolutely perfect now on the other hand of it which i said a moment ago well maybe neither maybe they've been approached they don't want to play bond i don't know yeah it's true <laughs> there's always that you know but you just you just look at certain people and you're like perfect it'd be perfect for it like there's no question about that you know um yeah so anyway, um, well, you want to talk about uh, want to talk about prey? Let's talk about prey. Let's do a a prey review. Okay. The new installment in the Predator franchise. Do you want me to go first on this? Uh Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, so, what are your thoughts about prey? So prey, you had told me about prey before I even saw a saw a trailer for it, and when you mm-hmm. told me and gave me the plot line i was like eh, i don't know i'm just not feeling this then the trailer comes out and then i was really like i don't know i don't like this i this is i got people with arrows trying to kill an alien from outer space and i was like nope i'm not liking it 
But you're like telling me that you were going to watch it for the pod and it's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) So last night, um, I was like, uh, I was like Pacino and once upon a time in Hollywood, I, I got myself a cocktail and I went down by myself and I got to tell you, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. That's exactly <laughs> what I wrote in my notes. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. And not only pleasantly surprised, I, I was actually completely blown away by how much I liked the damn thing. Like I really, from the get go one, it's freaking beautifully shot. It's the, the, I agree where they, you know, obviously it involves native Americans and the 1700s and, um, but wherever they, I think they shot it in Canada. I think at the end of the credits, um, I was actually, oh, I, I actually watched, well, I fast forwarded because I didn't know if maybe they would have some sort of like lead in oh, a sequel or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I saw, um, I saw like Albuquerque or not Albuquerque, but, um, Alberta, I think is what, I, uh, for, uh, yeah. So I'm sure it was up in Canada, but, um, God, it was just beautifully shot in the blue skies and the, the, the forest and, um, but the way it was shot, and I was never bored, like from the get go, I was never bored with this. Uh, the fights, the fighting sequences with the Native Americans, and how they fight with with tomahawks, and you know, like it was very yeah. cool. And dude, the CGI was fantastic. Yeah, like you, you had the you had the bear. You had the uh, lion, right? No, was it a lion? Or yeah, it, yeah, it was a mountain lion. Mountain lion, whatever, yeah. Bear mountain. And then, did you tell me that is Predator completely CGI? Um, I so that was one of the biggest things that I loved about it because I I don't re that last Predator movie that they made. I don't remember ever seeing like a practical version of the Predator. There's obviously some CGI going on with like the Predator, like with him doing certain things, but he was 100% like practical for certain scenes, like in an actual like suit with like right. a okay. animatronic mask and stuff. When it, when I was like, thank God. It was, uh, it was fantastic. I mean, it was like, I don't, I, I just, I didn't expect it. I was so, I was so against this movie from the get go. <laughs> like I, what, well, you know, I, I just, I had no desire. And usually if I don't have a desire, I just tap out. I'm like, I'm not watching this shit. Yeah. You know, like, um, but that made me, it just made me, sh- or it showed that I got to be more open-minded to stuff. I got to sit down and watch you things. Get, you got you to gotta watch it for yourself. Yeah. And, and so it just shows you, you got to be more open-minded and you got to say, well, okay, even though I don't think I'm going to like this, I'm going to give it a shot. So, and yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. The, you know, and the main girl, I kept thinking to myself, because obviously when I went back and looked, she's in stuff that I just really don't watch, you know? I kept thinking, where do I know this girl from? She was the bank teller in Hell or High Water when they rot, when (laughs) when Ben Foster. (laughs) Really? And I kept looking at her face. I'm like, where do I know this girl from? And she just has a real small part in Hell or High Water. And that's the only thing I know her from. But obviously she has a ton of other stuff she's in. But um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm glad I watched it. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I um, well, I, that's interesting because I I definitely did not expect that response from you. Yeah, for it. Um, well, same. Hey, you got the I, sa- you got yeah. the same thing from me on Batman. Remember, I was I, I that's was true. I and Batman's one of my favorite movies so far. 
<laughs> yeah. I I mean I wrote the exact same thing. I was like it was a a very pleasant surprise. But like in a way, I'm still kind of like indifferent about it. I I don't know. Like I mean cuz the the main girl was a badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the feral like early predator design where like his skull is like a little like it's like right. very like I don't know what the word like it's protruding like Nordic a little bit mm-hmm. like I, I just the 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 design of the new predator was like really cool um but like I loved how it definitely was like you know it took some notes from the original. Just mm-hmm. like the shots, like that, just like stared out into like the the woods, right? And you're looking around, and it's like, where is the damn thing, right? Um, and it was so brutal too. Like it was, I'm so glad it was that violent because when you have a giant alien running around who's that big and that fast and that strong, like I don't think he's just gonna like put anyone down easy. Well, um, and I I like the fact that so since it was in the 1700s. I, I guess we're calling this the first time that he that the predator ever came to Earth, right? So, right. I like how he was he was only attacking people that were attacking people. Yeah. So if you show what he saw as a threat, yeah. yeah, he 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 would he was because the way he would watch he watched the wolf chase the rabbit, and he fights the wolf, right? So like, or he yeah. or he kills it, you know, and then he like um like the bear. He saw the bear trying to attack. So the bear was on an attack. And so he gets the bear, you know, like, and I found it. And, and I loved how he was like, kind of trying to figure out who on earth was the aggressor, you know, like that was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how about the, um, uh, yeah. How about the scene where she got stuck in the mud? Oh, I was, I was like, holy shit, this is terrifying. Well, and that's also a little bit of a, a nod to the, the, first predator i guess you would call it with arnold yeah little nod because she's in cover of mud i'm like oh shit is he about to show up and he's she, he's not gonna see her you know with the mud on but then yeah. she like, got cleaned up so um yeah i don't know i just like i liked it a lot i liked it a lot more than i thought it was going to i'm i'm really glad they brought back like a practical predator and every scene that the predator was in like when he was killing all these people it was so cool she's a badass I think at I think at some points like I was just like I don't know I wasn't like feeling for the characters as much or something like that and then like it started to get the ball rolling but uh, I don't know it's it's really hard to describe I'm just a little bit indifferent but I will say like I I think I'd probably do original Predator this Predator and then the one with Adrian Brody with okay. like that crazy cast like That's- those are probably my top three. That's interesting because I was just sitting here thinking, I don't, I really haven't liked a predator since the original since one. Since the original. Yeah. Except for, and you're going to, I don't know why, but the one in that little Colorado town where it's, uh, is that alien oh. versus predator requiem? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good movie. I like the requiem one because I like the setting there. It's back mm-hmm. in a foresty type town. I think it's in Colorado or something like that. Um, but other than that one, I don't like any of the Brodors. Really? I don't. I don't. I don't like the. I don't like the Brody one. I. I don't know. I just don't. It doesn't do it for me. I don't. To me, you got the first one. It's one of the greatest action movies slash like 
army sci-fi horror. Well, you yeah. know, there it's just the, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's in the jungle, and it's just it's just guys with muscle and guns and in the jungle and they're fighting this thing from outer space. I mean, it's just freaking great. You know, it's like one of the best. Um, but if I ranked them, I would go predator Schwarzenegger predator. This one Requiem is that would be my top three predator movies. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't know. Cause like when is that I, you say I that, think is of, that how you say that Requ- Requiem? Requiem? Yeah. Requiem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, predator is like, such an interesting franchise because like ever the first one is just like so simple, but then, you know, as the franchise goes on, it's like, okay, it can't be that simple anymore. They did it with prey, which is awesome. It could be um, though. It, and I'm going to, it could when, be when we talk about my idea for another, predator, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could be very simple, but go ahead. No. It's just like, you know, as the franchise goes on, it's like, okay, people probably want to hear about where the predator comes from and like all that lore and stuff, which I think is really cool because like predator is one of the most badass things I've ever seen on screen. Like he's like fucking seven, seven feet tall and he's a monster. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. He is like, did you see the shot where he was walking the calves? Um, Oh my God. <laughs> that was great. I was like, I was like, whoever did the design for the predators calves, I'm like, bless your heart. Like oh, that they, was one of the greatest things. And as it shri- like boulders inside of his calves. Yeah, and as he took a step, you know, the muscle moved. Like it Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it like he got the Just he got, bricks. He got the teardrop, you know, he got the old teardrop, like, you know, where the like the muscle comes around, you know, like as he as yeah. he flexed and it was like, Yes. Yeah. The pre- the predator had like a goddamn twelve pack. Oh he did. And just like traps for days. He it was did. insane. I, like when he like when he stood up, he's like, Yeah, he had like a thousand abs coming out. It was so God. awesome. See, I, even even with a with an alien, we're still like in awe at how like shredded he is. <laughs> it's the only thing I ever look at. Like, if I'm watching, it, I, 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 I mean, I think all guys do that. I talked to you about that with Dax Dax Shepard. He, he he had a whole podcast with him and Rob McElhaney talking about dudes' physiques and Brad Pitt and things like that. Yeah, you know? that's a, that's what I I always do. That I'm always like, oh god, he is just ripped. Look at that, you know, like. like <laughs> And like um, you said it about Thor, you, you're like you're like Jesus. Like Chris Hemsworth is like the biggest he's ever been. And he's just shredded. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but uh, but yeah, like with the Predator franchise, like as it goes on, people want to learn more about like where it, the Predator comes from, like the lore and stuff. So like sometimes I feel like all the Predator movies like kind of focus too much on what's going on with the like the human characters, right? Which is cool. I mean, you need that, but I don't know. I I just think focusing more on like the predator too is like also like a huge important factor that they don't always do right sometimes. And maybe that's why it fails or maybe it's just like the, the stories they decide to go with, with like the human characters, you know? Right. Like I feel like that's why the original predator and this, and this prey um, movie, I think that's why it works because it's just about surviving. Right. And like all the other predator movies, like, you know, there's different, different storylines with like the characters and stuff. And it's just a little, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, yeah. but I will say like this, this is the pre prey coming out and being good is great for the franchise because now like, I think like the predator franchise could has like a second chance to like soar right. again. So, Oh yeah. I mean, if they, they happy got, about that, they've got an opportunity to do that. And you know, I, I, I would say a lot of, a lot more people are probably going to see it cause it's on Hulu versus being at the theater. 
I don't know if oh I, yeah I don't know if people would have shown up right now at the theater for that storyline. I just don't yeah I, not, I not think, I think it was a good call. I'm not saying anything bad about the storyline. I'm just saying I just don't think that they would have got people to show up. I just there's not a big star in it. Um, other than Predator, I mean, there's not a big name attached to that movie. Yeah. And we have talked about this in, at length. In today's world, you better have a big freaking name if you want somebody to come to the theater. I mean, it's just going yeah. have to have to happen. So, um, all right. Well, yeah. cool. well, hey, let me. Uh, hey, I, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, let me. I got I to gotta use the restroom real quick. Hold on. So. Okay, but. And we're back, and we're back, and we're gonna talk about Bullet Train because yeah. it's the best movie. And I want to be, I want to be fresh. Ever. I want to be fresh in Bullet Train. <laughs> I didn't want to have to be in pain the whole time. Um, God, let's talk about Bullet Train. Spoiler, we're saying spoiler on this, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I yeah. Just to be safe, spoiler talk for uh, Brad Pitt's Bullet Train. Oh. Brad so here's Pitt. your chance, Mr. Three, Bradley two, One, and here we go. Ah, man. Okay. I've taken some notes um, about everyone involved in this movie. All right? Go ahead. Because it, it needs to be, this isn't just some movie, this is some action movie where Bradley Pitt shows up. All right? This is, this is high-tech stuff we got going on here. So we got the director, David, say it, Leach, right? David Leach? Leech, leech, because I think I think Brad calls him Leechy. He, I think. So, there we go. So, um, so David Leech, he started uh, stunt doubling for Mr. Brad Pitt on a little movie called Fight Club. Okay, mm-hmm. I've never I've never heard about that movie before. Oh, uh, you know it's 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 pretty good. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it gets the job done, I guess. Um, Indie film. Good lord! Don't even. That's a whole. That's a whole another two hours right there. Okay. Um, so David Leach was stunt guy, stunt double for Brad Pitt since Fight Club, and ever since then, he also did stunts on Matrix Reloaded, Revolutions, Three Hundred. He was a stunt coordinator on Ninja Assassin. He did the coordination on Ninja Assassin. Do you know that? Oh God! I was actually. You know what? I'm not going to go on a tangent. I looked up Ninja Assassin to see if it was like streaming anywhere like last week. It's so good. And I I don't know if it is. I can't remember. But God, that movie is phenomenal. It is. It's so good. But yeah, that's that's kind of the guy that we're talking about here. Just to give you a few. He's done all kinds. He's got all kinds of credits and stunts. But um, then he is director of, well, he's an uncredited director of the first John Wick. Which means mm. that's what it says. It says uncredited, but he was. Part, they yeah. said he's part of it. Um, Atomic Blonde, Deadpool Two, one I didn't even know about. He did Hobbs and Shaw. I didn't even know he did Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Um, and then he's also directing the Fall Guy with Ryan Gosling. Oh, sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then on top of that, he's also produced every John Wick. He's produced nobody. He produced Kate, and he has also produced Bullet Train, which he also directed. So, um, he knows what he's doing when it comes to action and fighting, and he's a stunt double for Brad Pitt, which means he, you know, kind of has to look like Brad Pitt. So, you know, keeps himself going, <laughs> keeps himself in shape, obviously. So, yeah. Um, but man, what a movie! I mean, just a fun movie from the get go. I... Can I? Do you care if I just go ahead and say like my formal review? Go ahead, just say whatever you got to say. And 
and I, like when I say formal review, like just the stuff I wanted to say about it, because I don't think this movie deserves like a formal review. If you didn't like, you know, a lot of people action may not be your thing, blah, blah, blah. Like action comedy is not your thing, whatever. This movie, like I was in a theater by myself and there was like maybe four other people there. Oh, like, this is glorious. Perfect. And this movie was like so much fucking fun. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. Um, like it is one of the main reasons why I go to the movies is because of this movie. Did you have a, did you have, did you have a smile on your face the whole time? Did you, did you, could you, Oh yeah. Could you like sit, you know, when you're watching something, you can sense that you have like that little shit eating smile on your face the whole time. Oh yeah. That's exactly. (laughs) That's like, I went into that, like from the first, like I, that's what it was on my face. from like from the first shot. Right. Um, the characters were phenomenal. The action was insane. The fight scenes were great. Like the comedy was just so quick. Like I love all the jokes. I love the banter between like Lemon and Tangerine. Oh, um, part, probably my favorite part of the movie is Lemon and Tangerine. Like I, honestly, it, yeah. Like even with Brad Pitt being in there, yeah. like those two, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and then oh man, what is his name? Because he's been in so many different things. His name is Brian Tyree Henry. But yes, okay, Ty, Brian Ty, Tyree Ty, Henry. Tyree Henry, yeah. Those two, like the chemistry was insane. Like he is so talented because I, I, I haven't finished uh, Atlanta and that's Childish Gambino's show, Donald yeah, Trump's yeah. Uh, show. Yeah, he, yep. He's great in that. Um, and Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson, like, is just he's so underrated too. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. He's it's insane. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson is in Kick Ass. Um, yeah. which by the way, Brad produced kick ass. Um, so he's got history with Brian, um, Brian Tyler Johnson or Taylor Johnson. Um, so, so Brian Taylor Johnson, he's actually British, right? Uh, Aaron Taylor, not Brian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Aaron Taylor. I'm, I, I'm getting, I'm getting their names. They got, they, they, yeah, each, have, they each have three names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So I'm sorry. Aaron Taylor Johnson in kick ass. Brad produced that. Um, so he's got history with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, but yeah, is he British in real life? I think I, I, I th- don't know. I think he is. I don't know. Um, but I if do- he's not, he did a phenomenal job of playing a British guy. <laughs> oh God, his accent is. I mean, it's insane if he's not it's thick. I need to look it up. I I should have I should have watched something to see if he's got an accent. Um, but I do know that Brian Tyree Henry does not have an accent. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he had that, but those two together, like the writing on this movie. Like you're right, it was it it was so good, and and those guys had so much dialogue in their scenes. I mean, it was just so quick and so much going on. Um, but yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson, I just love that guy. I mean, I I actually started looking at his IMDb, and I'm like, I need to go back and watch some shit that he's been in because, I mean, I've seen Kick Ass. You still haven't seen Kick Ass, have you? No, I haven't seen either of the Kick Ass movies. You need to <laughs> you need to put Kick Ass on not the. Well, the second one's okay, but the first one you need to put the first one on your list. Like, if you got nothing going on tonight, just watch it. it you will not be, <laughs> you will not be disappointed. It's so good. Um, um, but yeah, go ahead, keep going with your. Yeah, I just I, there's so much to talk about with this movie. Like, one of the uh, like from a writing standpoint, one of the things uh, that I, is just so great about it is like, just when you think like something doesn't make sense in the story. There's one last punch for yeah. like a given scene or just at the end of the movie that makes you go, 
oh, okay, now I get it, and now it makes sense. And it literally happened after, like, what, a minute of credits? Yes, yeah. And I Something I, happened, and I'm like, okay, the movie, like, that was the cherry on top. That was great. I, you know, and I, I just happened to, you know, we just happened to sit there, and I thought, okay, maybe some, it's that kind of that kind of movie where they might throw in a couple jokes or something, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, that happened because what it says, it says 10 minutes earlier. Is that what it said? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's him just so good. But then I didn't, I didn't stay all the way. There wasn't anything else after that, right? I, I didn't stay all the way either. Oh, no. Yeah, I thought you might have stayed. Yeah, we might be missing something. I know. I almost decided to sit there, but it was like, you know, it was like a Tuesday and it was like 9.45 or something. I'm like, I got to go. So, um, But yeah, and then also... I, I think the biggest takeaway from this movie is Bullet Train is the perfect example of crafting a story based off of like the idea that shit just happens right. while still being incredibly successful. Like that's why sometimes when I get it, like as human beings, we want things to make sense, but that's just not how life works. Shit, ha- shit just happens. It happens a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like you, I love how, that was like the entire idea of the movie with like luck and fate and shit just happening. And you can still make a very, very good movie with that theme. Well, and, and I, I just love people that, who kind of like criticize that. I'm like, yeah, well that's just what happens in life. You don't know what's going to happen in life. Well, and, but, but also too, like that's exactly what Brad's character is. Ladybug by, yeah. by, by the way, his name is Ladybug in the movie. <laughs> like, like, He's coming off like a hiatus or a, a vacation from his from this job. He's a little rusty. He's been on this like this zen like you know like um, path of trying to find yeah, himself. He's yeah, he's like trying to better himself, trying to better himself, <laughs> trying to find himself. You know, and he just was kind of like you know, and I, I kind of I kind of like um, uh, I don't know equated him to like his character in the Mexican Jerry. He hmm. was he just wasn't as dumb as Jerry in this movie. He was just out of sync with what he just wasn't he just yeah. didn't have it. His character in Mexican was Jerry. He was just dumb and just didn't know what the hell was going on and you know that kind of thing. But um uh but yeah, Brad and Brad's always I mean the man is 58 years old. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean he's just the, he's just the golden god up there on that big screen, isn't he? He's just Yeah. And we all know, well, you should know by now if you've listened to this podcast that you know he's literally my favorite actor of all time and and has two of my favorite movies at the top of my li- or you know two of his movies yeah. is my favorite <laughs> movies um but uh yeah i just i do i like that too i like that whole just random shit happening you know um it's but, just it makes for a good time but like and then it was the way it was shot i mean all the tokyo oh, the- yeah, the visuals and it was so stylistic. Like the style oh, yeah. of the movie was great. Um oh my god, like when you said I think you after you saw it you texted me and you're like you're going to love this movie. And from the get-go, from the first like opening shot with where um the father, Andrew mm-hmm. Koji, I believe is his name. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god, this guy is just on a revenge trip. And then, and then Hayaruki Sonata is his grandfather, uh, or his dad. <laughs> right. He's the elder. And then they all fought, you know, the Russian guy with the samurai sword at the end, Michael Shannon. And I'm yeah. like, 
this is the greatest thing ever. I love I love crime families, and I love when they use swords to fight each other. It's how, great. Yeah, how about Michael Shannon being White Death, being the main? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And, you know, like everybody, and here's the thing. Everybody was good at it. Joey King was awesome. She was just. Joey King, yeah, so manipulative. And and could cry like any, I've never seen anybody cry like that before. It's crazy. Um, yeah. And so what's her name? Z- Zazie? Zazie Beats? Uh, Zazie Beats. Zazie yeah. Beats. Uh, she's great. Um, but yeah, like Michael Shannon, twist. Michael Shannon is a Russian guy who comes into this like J- Japanese <laughs> crime family yeah. or whatever. It's crazy. Um, but then how about those cameos? <laughs> the cameos were absolutely insane. Spoilers <laughs> for the cameos. I mean, I think this is something we should talk about too, because for people who don't know, like some favor, like, people were doing favors for each other. Right, right, yeah. Um, with Bullet Train and the Lost City of Z. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, well, Brad everybody Pitt cameoed. I, yeah, right, in Lost City. And and I think everybody knew that Sandra Bullock was in this movie. I mean, she... If, right, 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 right. If you didn't know she was the voice, like, like what the hell, you know? Like, um, but yeah, but then, yeah, go ahead. Just go ahead and say that, the first cameo that we get. <laughs> yeah, the first cameo we got, uh, so Channing Tatum... Is so one of the lead, one of the leads of Lost City of Z. So Channing Tatum naturally made a cameo in Bullet Train because Brett, Mr. Bradley Pitts made a cameo in Lost City of Z. It's so it's just so, he's Channing Tatum is one of the most underrated funny actors in Hollywood. <laughs> like yeah. the dude can just I mean he can dance his ass off in Magic Mike and then come over here and be funny as shit as a cameo. It's just so good. And then he all you know he also cameoed in um Free Guy. Uh yeah, Free Guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then that's their other that's our other cameo is yeah, Mr. So uh <laughs> Mr. Ryan naturally <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ryan Reynolds, he's the one driving the car that literally caused all of this. Like he's the reason. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We won't give all. We won't give all that away. But he is the reason that this entire train thing happened. Like it's yeah, (laughs) entire story. Um, And of course, he has you know connections with you know um, the director and everything. So when you when you have the Deadpool. To director directing uh, another film, naturally you're going to have Deadpool in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> so. so good, and just it was quick. Not as big as Channing's, but just quick. But you just got what you needed out of it. You got everything you yeah. needed out of like ten seconds. You know. Um, yeah, I just I like I said like when we were making our halfway to 2023 list, I knew Bullet Train was going to be up there. I I don't know where that would be right now and in, in terms of placement, but like I. I knew Bullet Train was going to be one of my favorites of this year, and yeah. it might be number one. You never know. It's uh, it just, I I think I even said to you. I think I said just good old fashioned fun at the movie. This is that's what it is. It's just fun. Yeah, it's it's action. It's comedy. Um, oh, did you did you realize who the concession girl was? The concession cart girl. It was Kamiko. Yeah, the boys. <laughs> yeah, she didn't really say much in that either. Like she. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was looking at her and I'm like, wait a minute, is that her? Because it was just the way she had her hat on, you know, and stuff. Like, is that her? I can't really make it out. And then I looked it up, like, oh, it was her. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it's just uh, 
I think, and we talked about it, like, and I actually saw, um, what's his name? Brian Tyree Henry. Uh, I'm hoping I'm saying that middle name right. Tyree. <laughs> um, he said that some, somebody asked him about working with Brad and, and or something. He's like, you know what? He goes, I think Brad is in a time of his life where he is just all about having fun while he's working. He's like, he came on set every day just with a fun spirit about him. Like everything he was, you know, it was nothing, there was nothing bringing anybody down. He was just always in a good mood and just having fun doing what he was doing. And he's like, I just think he's, he's kind of in this like next chapter where he's just going to pick things that he has fun with, you know, uh, it's not anything yeah. too crazy for him. So, um, Oh, how about bad bunny? Bad bunny was great in it. I mean, Oh yeah, that was another thing I was gonna say. Like the whole like, I just love the amount of storylines that came together, and the whole the wolf sequence was so sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like the um, um, how about the fact that Brad couldn't remember that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he he like that scene. And I'm not gonna give that scene away, but that scene was just nutty, right? The wedding. Oh yeah. But, and he was the, and Brad was there, you know, undercover or as an assassin, but when she was bringing it up, he couldn't remember that part. Like, he's like, wait, what? (laughs) Like he, and, um, did you notice the little joke that was thrown in there? You know how Brad, you know, Brad has said that he has that, he has something that where he doesn't recognize people's faces. Yes. Have you heard about this? Oh, Okay, so Brad, so Brad doesn't like he has said this. This isn't like he said he's like um, it's it's got a name for it, but he has he has something where he doesn't recognize people's faces. Oh, yeah, like in real life, like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, you meet yeah, somebody, yeah. and then you see him again. Like he doesn't recognize that that face. Um, well, they <laughs> did you? There was a line in there where he's talking. It's in the beginning because he's still got his bucket hat on. I think. Yeah, and. He was talking to somebody. He goes, "Well, that's weird because I usually remember faces pretty good." It's <laughs> like I'm like, "Oh my god, they actually threw it in there." That's so that's so awesome. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think he actually. You know what? I think he was when he was just talking to Sandra Bullock over the thing. I I over the phone. Yeah. yeah, I think he said that. So yeah, I just had I had so much fun with it. It's it's exactly what I thought it would be, and it's exactly you know and more. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's. It is what it is, right? I mean, it's an action comedy. I, oh my god! I just, oh, uh, I, I could, I could drool. Uh, not I could, I am. I'm, I drool over that movie because the shots were like the White Death, like all the henchmen and stuff. Yes. Like when yes. when the when the brothers Lemon and Tangerine had to get off at each stop and kind of like show them that they had like everything right. under control. Like all the guys and like they had like. Uh, a gang that was like punk themed yeah. and stuff and like they were smoking cigarettes and then at the end when the white death like had all like their crazy black like gargoyle masks and shit yeah i'm like it was so they cool all had, like black suits i'm like this is just this is just the greatest thing ever yeah this is everything I, I want in that movie those are really like i love those i love i i love that you know that you see that a lot in the Japanese more, right? I love, yeah, I love, I love like crime gangs that have like yeah. a theme and stuff. And like, and when you implement that into like action fighting movies, it's just like, you can't go wrong. No, it, those masks were so cool. 
um, the, you know, the last one. But yeah, what did uh, what did Aaron Taylor Johnson say when he got he got off? Remember, he lit that cigarette, and it was the it was the gang that had looked like punk rockers, and he's like. Yeah. What's he say? He goes, what, what's going on, boys? Are we going to an 80s party or something? Like, he made some kind of <laughs> 80s comment or something, you know? So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it was uh, it was everything I wanted it to be. It was everything I thought it would be. And, you know, it's hard for Brad to disappoint me too much. I mean, he'd have to, he'd literally just have to take a shit on screen for me to go, well, that didn't work out well, did it? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, he's just... He's he's just gold, man. I mean, he's just and, and he's he was so and he was so cl- funny in it. He just like little things when he saw the snake, like the snake. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. Like, I, that's actually like a big thing that we really haven't talked about. It's like right. there's I, so many things. At, there's so at, many out things. Out of all, out of all, like Brad Pitt movies, like you know, you I've never really seen like Brad Pitt be like this comedic, I guess, and like yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, well, I mean, he's he's got that in not this, not that comedic, but he's very comedic yeah. in all the Oceans movies. But you've never seen the Oceans movies, so. Well, you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. like, um, I don't know. Like, he just it's just a different it's a different role, right? For Brad Pitt, like, it's based almost, off all his other movies. You know, like he he's like the golden like movie star guy in right. every other movie, but this one was just like. He's just a guy who has no idea what the hell is going on. Well, and he's he's kind of the last two things we've seen him in. He's been like that. Lost City of Z, or not Lost City of Z, yeah. but Lost City. He, you know, he the role he played that cameo, which was a pretty big yeah. cameo actually. You know, it was funny as shit. I mean, he was so good as that in that role. And then um, this, yeah, you're right. It's just like it's not Tyler Durden. It's not David Mills. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> it, it it's um. So just just a different thing and I liked it you know I like I, I yeah me too I think it works I just never really thought like in the moment it's like okay you know like it's Brad Pitt like he's done something like this but like when you actually watch it it's like oh I've actually I've never seen Brad Pitt in this type of like right character or this type of movie before and that that's like a so it's just like a cool thing to see I guess yeah the fact that he's doing it like this late and like, you know, at 58, he's starting that comedy type thing, you know, <laughs> that's kind of cool. I guess it's the same way that, uh, the reverse side of that, the way Bob Odenkirk went from comedy to action at 58. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Like I love guys who, I love guys who never stop like, uh, trying new things, you know, like just because they got a little older, they're, they're like, well, I guess I have to do that. No, you're like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try something different, you know? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good stuff. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I mean, and in terms of action comedy, like it's it's up there all the time. Oh, it's and and yeah, again, beautifully shot. Uh, you know, David Leach knows what the fuck he's doing. That's for sure. Uh, especially, <laughs> yeah. especially with his credits. Um, just um, and Tokyo. I guess they, they were. That's where that it was. Tokyo, right? That's where they're the train is running. Or from. yeah, they were they were going like so many different places. Yeah, uh, but yeah. like God, the, just the way that people shoot that area. I know it's not. It's like, awesome. Yeah, but it probably like wasn't actually Tokyo, but like right. I, it could have been. But anyway, yeah. I, either way, it's still so great to look at. Yeah, the, just the way they shoot that, and um, yeah. So there it is, bullet train. 
phenomenal. They phenomenal said that movie. Go see it. I think they said that that will be, which is kind of weird because it's only August. <laughs> because mm-hmm. they said that that Bullet Train will be the last movie to be. I don't know. It, it's something about the blo- the box office. Yeah. They're they're not expecting any other movie the rest of the year that's being released and and we still got Halloween ends coming out so I don't know what they're really talking about here but um and Black Adam yeah Black Adam what the hell when's Black Adam yeah. come out October I believe oh okay you know what maybe they were talking about summer movies that's what they were talking mm. about they were talking about this is the last summer movie. That like, but because you know, some summer movies are considered those, you know, big blockbuster yeah. type movies because they did, you know, it bullet train took like 90 million to make. So, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's tracking for, but they were, I think they were only not only, I they, it was still good, but I think they were saying like 30 for the for domestically. But the thing is, yeah. they've already they're releasing it internationally at the same time. Um, and Brad is huge. Brad is freaking huge in Japan. Um, so they were, <laughs> yeah. They, so they're, I think they were saying like 60 to 70 total for the, for the yeah. weekend. So, I mean, they're going to get their money back. I mean, that's not a question, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that? Do you know Brad is like an absolute monster in Japan? No. <laughs> yeah. So, did, so you know how they, um, you don't see it that much now. Nowadays you'll see any actor do a freaking uh, domestic commercial, but yeah, back in the day actors wouldn't do commercials here in the States for whatever reason. I don't know what that, but so Brad, Brad would do commercials in Japan. (laughs) And I mean, because people absolutely go shit back crazy for him over there. Like it's like, you want to talk about my love for Brad Pitt? It's like times a hundred over there, you know? Like, so (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I, I would, I'm going to, I'm, I kind of wondering like, you know, and then, you know, you've got British actors and actresses in that movie. And so what's it going to do like over in England and stuff, you know, like I'm sure it's going to take in a little bit more than it normally would because of the actors in there. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be a bust. We know that for sure, but it's, no, yeah, we, <laughs> it, I, I just don't. I just don't think it or any other movie this year is going to hit Top Gun level. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. No, so. God, no. It's just, no, it's not. 